Hello and welcome to the Makeshift Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. How you doing, Scott? You good? I'm feeling great. We're, go- we're-, we're Season 2, I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, this is going to be a big episode. Yeah. Yeah, we've got... A milestone of the Makeshift Pod, yeah. some might say. Some might say. But we have the first half an hour dedicated to my sister, Maddie Dunmore, who's going to be talking about the Brit School and her interest in musical theatre. Uh, and then we're going to be talking about some unsolved mystery. Yes, exactly. So uh, stay tuned for the podcast. We hope you enjoy this one. It's going to be a good one. Don't miss me oh, too wow. much. You're not Scott Robson. I'm not. Tell me who you are, please. Madeline Dunmore. Yeah, uh, so she's my sister. Um, not my, you call me Maddie. Okay, she's Maddie, my sister. Right. A bit of a cop-out guest um, for our first interview guest for the podcast. It feels weird not looking at Scott, but I'm going to try and carry it as best I can. Um, so the reason we've got you on is because... Obviously, you're very much into musical theatre. I am. Um, because it's the first episode of season two, we are going to be talking about topics beginning with M. So the first half of the podcast will be my topic, the second half will be Scott's. So musical theatre, I thought, why not get Maddie on? Because it's an M. Exactly. And what a good way to start the season. I think you're going to come with some really good um, insight because I what so. school do you go to, Maddie? The Brit School for Performing Arts and Technology. The Brit School for Performing Arts and Technology. But it's not just the Brit School. You happen to do a course, which is, is it the most highly uh, applicated? Yeah. That's not a word. It's the most well-known within the school. So what course do you do? Musical theatre. Musical theatre. It's bloody good. So so (laughs) we're going to just, I thought it'd be good to like, the Brit School, people know a lot about it and stuff. Um, but people don't know, I don't, I don't think, the sort of success that comes out of Brit School should people do it correctly and, and get the right contacts through that. Um, so just a few names, you know, as well as Madeline Dunmore. Uh, of course. In the future. Um, number one, Adele. Pretty big name. Went Bit well known. Um, Ed Sheeran actually got uh, rejected. Did you know that? Really? Ed Sheeran got rejected. That's why in this song... Uh, a real blast, and I didn't go to Brit school. Yeah, I know the so, one. Um, yeah. Get a bit offended whenever exactly. I listen to it. So it was pretty big. Uh, you know, she's uh, over eight hundred thousand copies sold in its first week um, for wow. her third album. Um, number two, Amy Winehouse. Don't like her. Uh, why not? Sorry. Why don't you like Amy Winehouse? Don't like the sound of her voice. Sounds like she's crying. Okay, but that's her it. Voice. Does yeah, but it does but, sound like she's but crying. You don't like her as a but person. she doesn't talk like that. Okay. So she puts it on. Yeah, but I always think that about singers nowadays. Like you think of Halsey. Oh, I hate. I always think I, I hate can, Halsey. I can audition in like, Britain's Got Talent, like Passenger. Are you? Are yeah, you just change your voice. You get in. Oh, I need music. Okay, I'm not going to go into that. Uh, you're the guest good. here. Yeah, exactly. But if, if I could do that, I'm not going to get into it because. Yeah, see, you know, if you can do Passenger's voice, you could be as big as Passenger. Exactly, but that's just not how it works. Mm. Jesse J's another one. Yeah. You like Jesse J? Yeah, I do actually. Well, Hasn't done much in a while though. No, uh, that's a pretty provocative picture of her as well, which we're not going to show because um, we uh, we like the ad revenue, which we just don't get. Um, also, another one. These are crazy. I forgot how many big names. Um, Leona Lewis. Like, oh yeah, she's a bit dead now. Yeah, but it was X Factor. But really, it, yeah, but still, she's pretty fucking big. Yeah, motherfucker's probably living the best life right now. Like all the money from that. <laughs> Like, doesn't do it, it hasn't worked a day in a life since, let's be real. She had the Christmas song, Christmas oh, song. I don't give a shit about Christmas songs, to be honest. But number five okay. really excites me, and it's a bit better, I think, in terms of, like, this guy, like, he has achieved big things, um, and he's one of Scott's favourites, people. Um, and he's not just a singer, he's an actor and a musical performer. It's Tom Holland, everyone. Oh. Tom Holland... Went to Brit school. He's also quite good looking as well. Isn't he? I mean, he's, probably he's, he's a bit sexy. He's a bit sexy. Yeah, Tom Holland, fucking Spider-Man. His brother went there as well, actually, his younger really? brother. Well, mm-hmm. he only left the Brit school in the last five years, but already starred in the 2012 film, The Impossible, as well as playing Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War. Um, started Billy Elliot the musical, was set up to take the role of Spider-Man again. So this is before Spider-Man, but he's now in obviously Avengers Infinity War, like arguably, would you say it's the biggest film of all time? It's a great film. Yeah, I mean, it's a good film. Katie B. Who's Katie that? B and that's it. Oh, there. Ain't not one there. Bumble, go on. Not for a good one. Got the feeling for your power. 
that's, I'm sure that's really accurate. Oh, let me hear. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. He wasn't I know the one. Of the I know the one. Um, oh, man. The guy from Inbetweeners went there. Who? Is that Inbetweeners? Show me. Blake Harrison? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the guy? one. No, that's, is that Inbetweeners? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but just a few more. I don't want to just go on about who's been there uh, because it's obviously about yourself as well. But Whistle Kicks, The Cooks. Bashy. Twist and Pulse. Ella Eroy. Yeah, Ella Air. Ella Air. Damn. Ella Air. Whatever. Who goes there, right? But yeah, just a few names who are probably, obviously, the biggest names that have come out of the Brit School. Um, so I think it's quite interesting you going to Brit School because we had a guy in um, mine in Scotia who went there, same age as you. Um, he went mm-hmm. there in year 10 and he was a dancer like, I don't know if he did other things but he was like strictly dancing so he went for dance yeah I think so okay. um, and he was a, he's got talent recently um, I think they were the group that were trained by diversity I'm not sure could mm-hmm. be completely wrong but he was on Britain's Got Talent as a really good dancer and it's like he's, right. he's, he's phenomenal um, but like when it comes to the British school a lot of people want to go there but they never really have the motivation so tell me for you, why was it obviously Brit School that inspired like inspired you to go into musical theatre? Like, where did it all sort of when, when did the Brit School come into your uh, into your sights, if you like? Well, I went to um, a thing called Brit Kids, which right. is like before you reach because you have to be fourteen to apply for Brit. So if you're like too young for that, there's they do this thing called Brit Kids, and it's like a weekend thing. And you can do yeah, like a it's like a group. Like a class. Yeah, it's like a it's like a club really. Yeah. Um, you have to be like accepted to and stuff, and you have you have to pay for that. Um, right. Are you into that? Yeah. How much was that? Then I stopped horse riding for it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did horse riding since four <laughs> yeah. years old. I forget like this, four to eleven. This girl did horse riding for seven years, man, and those were <laughs> yeah. like those horse lessons. Man, I'm just saying. Like, what did you do, Dan? What did you oh, get? Not, this isn't a family podcast, all right? <laughs> Sorry. Strictly professional. Sorry. Um, yeah, but you went to Brick Kids. Oh, yeah. Um, so did you meet any many people there? Like, are there people that you go from now? Just quickly, like... There's, like, people in older, like... Because there was done in ages in Brick Kids. There's people from older groups that I now see in school in ideas, and I'm like, oh, you went to Brick Kids. Okay. Um, and then... So that's how I kind of knew about Brit, and yeah. then I obviously knew the obviously age... you heard group. about it before, though? Oh, yeah, school. obviously. Um... And then they kind of give you, like, application booklets and stuff, like, once you start reaching the top groups to show you to, like, apply, yeah. For the school. Mm Mm-hmm. And then just went for it, I guess. I always knew I was, like, wanted to apply. But even when I applied, I was like, even if I get in, I don't know if I'll go. Like, I only made the decision when when I was accepted. It's a massive change because, you know, from year, what was it, you go into being year 10 at British school. Yeah. So seven, eight, and nine. Like, for me, you know, I met Scott in year... Was it year eight we met? Yeah, so, like, I met Scott in year eight. Like, we're still here now, yeah. like, as friends. Um, I met, obviously, like, so many good friends in Charles Darwin, uh, the school we went to, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, obviously, you went there as well. Um, so, what was it like, sort of, going from a school where... Because you were pretty popular. <laughs> like, in, you know, you, you were. Like, in Darwin, like, you had a lot of friends. And you were quite well known. What was it like going from a school where... And Darwin isn't, like, the best, like, school in the country. Like, it's just a normal school. Yeah. So, like, what did it go for? How, what was it like going f- from a school where you were, like, a big fish in a small pond, I think is the saying, to yeah. a small fish in a big pond? Like, what was that sort of change like for you? It, well, the biggest change is, like, new people. Yeah. Because I, from primary school up until, like, Darwin secondary school, it's all the mm. same people. Everyone who went to my primary school went to my secondary uh-huh. school. Yeah. So all my best friends, I've always been at school with them. So starting Brit, like, it's the first time I've ever been at school yeah. without my friends. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest difference. Like, it's just new people. And, like, it's, everyone is so different. Yeah. Like, in Darwin and stuff, everyone's from the same area. A lot of rules as well. Yeah. Well, it's, like, all very set. Yeah. But at Brit, everyone is so different. It's obviously no uniform. So everyone expresses themselves, like, however yeah. they want to. Your gender could be a mushroom if you want to. Literally. Like, so, that is the kind of thing it yeah. is. And yeah. it's, like, accepting everyone, like, all these new things. And, like, but it's you as well. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Not whatever you want, but you can be whoever you want and you can actually show who you are. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't, you can't even compare it to normal school. It doesn't feel like school. Because I was going to, that was one of my questions because, like, with normal school, you have, like, your, your like, four options that mm-hmm. you go into year 10 with, but you have English, maths, and science. Yeah. 
So, like, those are the three you have to do at school. Mm -hmm. When it comes to Brit school, is it the same sort of English, math, science? Like, yeah. How does, what, what is the dynamic? So, we have to do English, math and science, and then usually at normal school you get four options. So, are those English, math, science lessons exactly the same courses, um, curriculums? No, no, as, no, 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 no. So, it's well, like a set curriculum? Well, it's... Yeah, it's like it's, math for, for like creative kids. No, 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 no. Well, I don't think so. It's AQA, like that's a GCSE yeah, board yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like my history course is different to the history course I was doing at Darwin. Right. And like my English course is different to the one I was doing at Darwin. So that's I don't really know how that works. Well, I was going to say, do you think it might be easier or harder? Because think about it. I, I, I presume they put a lot more emphasis on the creative yeah. subjects like you do sing because it's musical theatre. Is yeah. it performing arts? Musical theatre. Musical theatre. So singing, dancing Dance, and acting. acting. So three of those like mm -hmm. lesbian attributes, <laughs> classes, however, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, that must take so much effort. It's, does the, do those English maths and science sort of take a back seat in that? Or like, Not, do they manage to balance it out? Or like, yeah, it's like the hours we do. So we have um, three lessons of math, like three lessons of maths, three lessons of English, yeah. science stuff. Um, two of them are an hour and a half. One of them's an hour. Mm hmm um, so how many hours is that all together? Say again. How many hours is that all together? How... It doesn't matter. No, do the maths. I have to work it out. Let's four it. hours. Start, start four hours. Four hours of what? Four hours of maths, English and science. What? Every day? Not... For the week? In a week? <laughs> <laughs> Are you stupid? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the then... Week. But then for musical theatre, we have five hours. A week? Yeah. Okay. So we do... So we technically we do do more of like creative subjects yeah. than yeah. massing your science but like they are just as present like when we're not doing musical theatre it's just normal school yeah like the lessons and stuff they are all just as serious like yeah. okay that's interesting so as well like obviously you had dance at I'm not mm -hmm. sure if you would have done that yet at your yeah. normal secondary school mm -hmm. but you would have done that say you know it is a GCSE you can do at school yeah I did you did do it? Yeah, I okay. did. So, at Darwin, I did English, um, music, drama and dance. Oh, so you did basically what you're doing at Bristol yeah. at Darwin. So how are those lessons comparable? Like, it's, you know, the music side of things, I suppose you get, like, actual singing, singers yeah. and, like, professional singers because, you know, there's only so much music most can do. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> like, but, like, is there, like, some sort of specialist programme where, like, people come into the school and, yeah, like, teach yeah. you? So. Tell us, tell, tell us have, about that. Like all of them, I want to hear about music, dance, um, acting. Like because I'm interested. Yeah. You know, because Tom Holland came from this. Okay. Place, who's like a thespian? So <laughs> let's, let's hear. Obviously, for music, it is so different to the music we do for musical theatre because music you had all theory that comes, and you can do music GCSE at Brit as well, um, as like yeah. an option. So it's a lot more practical. Yeah, but for music in musical theatre, it's just singing. It's no instruments, no okay. theory, anything. It's singing. So we have, like, a singing teacher. Yeah. Um, like, musical theatre, they aren't really teachers. We don't call them by, like, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. They call by first Yeah. Name. Okay. Um, so our singing teacher's called Stephen. So that's completely different to yeah. music at Darwin. Because at music, at, like, normal secondary school, it's barely any singing, really. Yeah, I remember, because I did music um, yeah. for a GCSE. And, I mean, it's really bad, but I literally remember falling asleep. Like, yeah. On the brink of falling asleep, because... <laughs> Yeah, I thought I was going to do really well in music. I, you know, I played the piano. I, I, I could thought I could sing at the time um, and play guitar. So I thought, oh, music would be great. And then all of a sudden you're told to, like, write all these essays and like, yeah, you're judged how musically good you are on what you know about the history of fucking sound. <laughs> Mozart. Yeah, it's like, hang on a minute. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy, like, how different it must be at yeah, school and like more practical and stuff and like obviously you can obviously run with the stuff you've got from Brit school into the industry yeah um but sort of talking of like the industry uh, like, like I just said um do you have to do in like work experience and stuff yes even though you're only year 10 like I, I presume it's like 10 11 12 13 like four years is it there is a year 14 as well for certain oh, courses wow. yeah okay. for your course I don't know. There's one for like community theatre, which is like musical theatre, but right. in society. Okay. So it's like volunteering and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have to do work experience. But in normal secondary school, you do in year ten, uh, really? or start of year eleven. I'm not. You do not a normal school. Not, you not, do not, with not Darwin. When, not when we were there. You didn't have to do anything. I think, it, especially sixth form, like because obviously I'm at college now, yeah. which is basically 
um, year 13 um, which for, for normal schools and mm -hmm. we have to try and get work experience but because I've got a part-time job they can try it they basically make that your work experience because I'm older um, but yeah we never had to get work experience like, it's, it's mad to me that you're having to get yeah. work experience at you just turned 15 yeah but a lot of your class are 14 you're quite old for your year right? yeah I'm like in the middle yeah so a lot of 14 15 year olds are having to go into the industry yeah. It, it's crazy how like much they're they're pushing you. So have but, you got any of that pla placement sword and stuff? Or? Yeah, you do they kind of tell you it would be better if you had work experience in your strand. So is it compulsory. This, no. You can okay, do it in okay, whatever okay. you want. Yeah. But they say like this is what you want to do in life. So you want to yeah, start exactly. in that industry. Yeah, okay. Um, so what, what's your industry? Tell us about because I know it's something to do with Lemis and the director. Lemis? Lemis. Lemis. Lemis Lemis Arabla. Um, tell us where how that connection started because I briefly know it a little bit. Yeah. I want to go like, back to like the train journey. Yeah, the train. The well, train. So I was on us, the train. Tell us, tell, tell the audience. I was on the train with my mum. Um, Why were we on the train? We'd been actually to uh, Magic at the Musicals, which is a, a thing that like Magic, the radio station, run at um, oh, okay. the Royal Albert Hall, and they have like singers from different musicals and stuff come in and perform songs. So we've been to see that. Uh, we were on the train home and we were like talking about it. There wasn't many people on the train, so we were yeah. talking about it um, yeah. and like what we'd seen and stuff. Um, and then this man found out his name was Sam. Sam. He got on the train and he sat like right opposite us, like on our little like thing. And we were like, okay. Yeah, because the train is like, was it well, the one with the table? Yeah. With like four seats yeah. to either side. Yeah. And it was empty, more or less. Yeah, he sat, he sat on our table. So at first we were like, <laughs> that's a bit crazy. What the hell? What like, <laughs> yeah, me and mum were like, is there, is there a need I, for that? My mum would have got back to that. Like, <laughs> she you know the thing? She <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally anyway. did. Enough about mum. Um, <laughs> so we carried on talking. And then he like piped up. He made like a joke or something. We were talking uh, about... You stupid bitch piped up in my conversation, <laughs> right? What are you doing? No, you know what I mean though? Like he yeah, just no. made a joke or something about what we were talking about. Yeah. Um. So it was obvious he wanted to speak to you. Yeah. He must have heard what we were talking about and was yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'll sit there then. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense, but... Yeah. yeah. And then we kind of got talking and stuff and then he just slipped into conversation like, oh yeah, I work in the industry. So me and mum were like, oh, okay. So mum was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so... <laughs> no, no, no. My mum was in the oh, prostitute. Oh, mum. mum doesn't use boobs to get deals. No, there's just... Yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah, anyway. Like, um, so we carried on talking and then mum was just casually like, so what do you do? Um, yeah. <laughs> and then and then he was like, and then he was like, oh, um, lame Miz is kind of my main thing. So already I was like, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, but I was expecting to be like, no steward or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like security guard. So then and then and then he was like, um, oh yeah, I'm the resident director of lame Miz. And we, so yeah. that means for the theatre, he's the director for that theatre. So yeah. um, like whatever musical is in there. He's like the resident director for that. Oh, right. So say if there was, if Lemis was lame, 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 was to go from the theatre. Yeah, I'm pretty say, sure he would stay there. Yeah, and say we were rock, you started performing again. Yeah, be the director. Yeah, like I'm that. pretty sure that's how it works. Oh, wow, um, okay. And then he also does Phantom as well. He's the associate director of Phantom of the Opera. What does associate director mean? Uh, he's like not the main director, but okay, he helps. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like sure. co like co-director yeah, basically. Sure. Um, so he said that and we were like, wow, yeah, yeah. that's a bit cool. Yeah. Um, and then we just basically spoke for the whole train journey, exchanged numbers, you know. Yeah, as you do. With yeah. The uh, we also talked about Brit School. Um, yeah. because before, this is before you went. Yeah, right? it was before I hadn't been accepted yet, but I'd had my audition. Yeah. Um, but we were deciding whether or not to go and stuff. And he said to us then, like, casting for musicals. Yeah. We don't usually take from performing arts schools, but Brit School is one that we'll go to, okay. like because it's such a well-known place and stuff, and it's obviously supported out by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Is it? Yeah. I know that wow. Um, okay. they like fund a lot of it, so it's instantly. So he, once he told us that, that instantly was like, okay, you need to. This in. is where I need to be. Yeah. Did um, you already have your interview by then? Like I can't remember. Maybe not. I th I think I'd been accepted for my audition. Yeah, okay. But hadn't actually so had it yet. So it kicked you up the arse. Yeah, to basically do well. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, because he had said to us then, like, oh, I'll get you some tickets for Les Mis. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we were like, okay. So as soon as you got home, mum was like, 
I'll leave it a couple of weeks. And then I messaged him. Um, and then she messaged and then he was like, yeah, yeah, of course I'll get you some tickets. Um, and we sat, me and mum sat on like the sound desk, like he got his free tickets and we sat on the sound desk to watch yeah. it, which was amazing. Um, that was the first time I'd ever seen it as well. Um, yeah. And then from there, the relationship just continued, I guess. Uh-huh. And then when my work experience came up, when, we, yeah. when they were like... On the course this is where you need to get it. Yeah. When it like, at first, instantly, I was like, okay. You know someone. And Sam. It's about um, who you know to a certain extent. It and, and like, that's what they tell you. When they're telling you about work experience, it's like, it is who you know. Yeah. So find connections like straight away. Yeah. And obviously I already had this. So got in contact with him and then he was instantly like, yeah, definitely. That's definitely sure. something we can do. Wow. Um, and that's what I'm doing. Shadowing so, the director. So you're shadowing the director, mm-hmm. follow me, for like a week. Uh, it's yeah, it's five days like working yeah, week. Yeah, for a working week, um, which is pretty fucking good. Yes, it's amazing. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's very interesting. But I have to watch the show like every night. Yeah, for that's five good. Days. I, we're probably going to want you back for that because I want to know how it is. I want people to like because that could make a really good podcast um, of just like what it's like to yeah. shadow a director. I've never seen anyone talk about that publicly or like because we also had like, like a tour. Of the theatre, he taught us. Yeah, you before. got a back, You went backstage. Yeah. you got a um. A, it's like a, an A an A three, A three A one uh, A three size poster of the whole signed cast. Yeah, which for me doesn't mean a lot because I wouldn't know anyone. But I suppose. For but me, that that was a whole different thing. That was even yeah. unexpected. We we'd bought tickets as well, and then he just came to our seats yeah. and then bought me that and was like, I mean, just got it, the sign it, for it's you. a whole other world. Like I wouldn't know anything about it, but like we were in talks with a guy who was like a musical theatre singer, and he was supporting a guy called Ramin, Ramin Karimlu. Do you know who he is? I don't. Well, apparently Sorry. he's like, oh, well, our friend Jordan Quinn, he's very into musical theatre. He was like, he's like a god in musical theatre. <laughs> um, and he, this guy we were speaking to, was supporting him um, in this production. Um, and I, I'd never heard of him. But to, like, to the musical theatre group, it's like, that's said, the thing. This guy's a Cristiano Ronaldo of like, yeah. the theatre. So it's interesting to get these, these sorts of insight. Um, but, I mean, we, we've got to wrap it up soon because, you know, we only do half a podcast today with yourself. But, like, I want to know, from a young age, when did it start your... When, when did your interest start for, like, performing and, like, mm-hmm. and getting into the industry? Like, because you were never an actor. You were just a singer. No. Yeah. And, like... I sort of know a little bit, being your fucking brother. But like, <laughs> tell me where it was, where your where your mind was, where your mind was yeah. when it came to like getting into this. Industry. It was basically you uh, and what Alex. Can I say? I'm <laughs> <laughs> because you did like an acting group, a pantomime or whatever. Yes. Kittens. Yes. Um, obviously, I came to see yes. those shows yeah. and stuff, and then there was like an age that you had to be to do that. And then once I reached that age, mum, well, I guess I was just like, yeah, I want, like, that's something I want to yeah. do. Um, yeah. And then went into it from there. So it was pantomimes first that I was doing. Yeah. And then I knew you went to Darwin as well. And I'd seen, like, yeah. the musicals they do at Darwin Which and stuff. Which were really good at the time. Yeah. Now they're a little bit shit, but, like, uh, and I, I say <laughs> to Laura, obviously, you know, my girlfriend, friend of the podcast, oh. like, our performances, like, it was fucking sick okay like, the ones i remember quite good as well yeah Dan. but like so, when you were my age like scott would know like it was the thing to go to like darwin's got talent it was a thing to go to children yeah. in a technicolor dream coat like it was cool like you wanted to go there everyone doing it was like oh you're sick a lot of people took the piss but like you still got like, <laughs> yeah. like you're still pretty popular like, i wasn't popular but everyone knew of me because of these shows and it's like yeah that's why we did it alex was supposed to do the knockout pantomimes in year eight when i first joined yeah. with me but he never did so you could say it was me that started. Yeah, it was you, really. Um, no, but that, that, that's awesome. Um, also, I, I don't want to sort of like rush this, but like, uh, it's a pretty shit segue. But like, obviously, the point you're at now is great and everything. You're on a really good path. You have a lot yes. of contacts with the industry, the people that you're going to Brit school with. You can make friends with. They could do amazing things. Even if you don't go on to do great things, you could have great contacts. Yeah, exactly. To do good things yourself and like get to in, into the industry yourself. Excuse me. <laughs> But ideally, five years from now, so you'd be twenty. Where would you want to be? Even like five, ten years from now, like where would you? What's the sort of path where you want to go down? Ideally, yeah. well, I want to do like post sixteen sixth form at Brit. Yeah, and right. then it's kind of you can't. It's not something you can really plan out because yeah. at the end of post sixteen, they'll get you agents and you'll get auditions. You'll have an agent. 
Yeah. Mad. Um, but the thing is, I could, I could like get accepted for an audition and be in a like finish post sixteen and go straight into a show. There was a girl that came in from um, like had gone to Brit. Yeah. And she finished post sixteen and she went straight into hairspray. They did that on the West End. End. It toured. They took her on the tour and she's just finished that. For real. Yeah. So shit. Where did she tour? The UK or the Europe or? Uh, Europe, I think. Really? Yeah. Like it's um, so. So that could happen, yeah. and then I could be in a show, or I could go to Performing Arts University and get. Yeah. So oh, that's like. Like DMB and stuff. Yeah, like that's education wise. That's what I want to do. Like go yeah, do think, musical theatre in university. Yeah. I think obviously the main thing will be to get the education thing. Should there yeah. be jobs that come up? Because I'm sort of maybe do as a big brother here as well. But like <laughs> you know that you should get your education, but if there are things that sort of tangent off from that on the way, like go yeah, for definitely. it. Yeah, You can always go to a university like myself. Three years fucking long. <laughs> so uh, it's fine. Don't, Once don't, you've decided don't... what you want to do, you know. I always do. Yeah, all right. But but what I'm saying is that like you shouldn't let any opportunities go. Yeah. Um, because you know you are, and I don't want to be cringe, but you are very <laughs> talented. Oh. Um, you are a very good Same. singer for your age. Um, and I hope you do good things. I hope um, so too. I, I'm afraid we do have to sort of wrap it up now. Um, it's a little bit like halfway right. through the whole podcast. Um, guys, you can obviously keep watching. This isn't the end of the podcast. Stay watching. Yeah, this is the end of my interview with Maddie Dunmore. I'm hoping you're going to get famous because it's a bit pretty sick yeah. on record. I could get famous and people be like, first video of Maddie Dunmore. Literally, this is and your first find public it. appearance. Oh, it actually is. Like, uh, documented for the internet it's just the star and if you get famous this, this <laughs> literally will boost our ratings um, you're welcome but yeah thank you for everyone for watching this part of the podcast um, thanks for coming on you're welcome we'll get high five you oh, I'll shake your hand then thank you very much I appreciate <laughs> so Dan yes let's dive in to the world and mysterious world of <laughs> mysteries. Mystery. <laughs> Who would have thought it? Mysteries. You could call us are the mysterious. Mystery. We're the mystery busters. Mystery busters. What was the Scooby Doo van called? The mystery van. Mystery machine. <laughs> so like that, yeah. Mystery machine. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I was about to say? I was about to go. Whoa! Let's yabba dabba do. <laughs> but that's the Flintstones. <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, it's raggy. Like, All right, like, mysteries. Uh, Come on in. For Come me, on. the most mysterious thing on this planet yeah. is the water that engulfs it. Yeah, okay. There's sure. a whole lot of water out there, water and only like a percent, 80% of this earth is water. That's crazy. And only like a, percent, like a small, tiny percentage of that has been explored. Yeah. So I thought... I'd start with a mystery that this was the first thing as a as a young and as a youth that this, this was the first mystery that really I really gravitated towards right and I was like how old were you and I was? probably about just under ten oh wow okay yeah. and I, this was when I realised the world's a big old place and not everything <laughs> as it seems big old place it's and big old place there bro <laughs> and there and it's fucking scary man yeah so. The first mystery we're going to be looking at is okay. the Loch Ness Monster. The Loch Ness Monster. The Wellington Boot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. <laughs> it's like a Wellington Boot. No, that, I didn't think of that. Upside down no, Wellington yeah. Boot. If that was normal, I'd be like that. Well, you just ruined everything. We've solved the mystery. No, it's a no. Welly Boot. <laughs> no. No. All right. That's just a theory that some have about a certain picture. But tell me. So... So the, the what does sorry what does <laughs> the Loch Ness monster what what does it mean to you? So the Loch Ness monster was always something that was a talking point in my childhood, mm-hmm. but like it was always fake. Yeah, I don't know if it was just because of my friendship group and that. Like because I was really young, I discovered the Loch Ness. Yeah, yeah. It was like year like two, right? Like two, three. Yeah, four, yeah. Like, you know, young, young, young. Mm. Um, but it was never a thing. Like, I would and never, you never believed it. No, like, never ever. <laughs> Like, like a poppycock. Yeah, a little bit of boulder dash. Poppycock <laughs> boulder dash, some would say. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Why? So, I was just wondering. Okay, just, where, uh, just, just wondering. Well, I, I, I need to know where you're at with these mysteries. Yeah, yeah, it was never, ever something that was ever real in any aspect of life. So when you first heard about it, did you just completely dismiss oh, it? 
can't be. I don't know. Monsters maybe, don't exist. Do you know what it is? If it was exposed to me now, I'd be a bit more like, oh, I'm. Not Are you open saying to you've that? become open-minded yeah, more as well, you've grown 110%, up? One hundred and ten percent. Yeah. See, that's interesting because usually people go the other way. No, no, no. I feel like I'm more. It's so many more things that you're aware of that, like, you would never think are possible when you were younger. Right. So now you're more open-minded. Maybe that's just the way I've been brought up and there's people that I'm surrounded by, but, like, the Loch Ness Monster back then, it was like, that's crazy. Mm. Like, all I know is is X, Y, and Z. Like, a monster in a pond is, like, something you see in a book. Okay. I was quite with it as a young kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? So, like, I was just using my practical knowledge I thought I had. Right, Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So let's let's dive in. Literally, well, not literally, <laughs> but let's dive in the Loch Ness Monster, to the Loch Ness Monster. So the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, well, let's start with Loch Ness. Okay. Yeah, is that a river or? It's a lake. Nice. That's what Loch is in Scottish lake. Loch. It's a lake. It's not Loch. It's not Loch. Well, it's not. Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> it's a lake. It is actually spelled L O C H. It's not just the accent. Yeah. So Loch Ness. It's found near sort of Inverness, which is like central northern scotland okay uh and the lake itself isn't that long in terms of yeah and, and, and as as lakes go yeah but it's bloody deep all right yeah it is 227 meters deep okay what's that so you know? to give you an idea right the london eye is 135 meters and the shard is 310 meters so it's like so near some, the somewhere shard in between that fucking hell a lake so there's like Ugh. you can imagine what's like what could be well, like, I've seen a video about the ocean and how deep that is but the ocean's like the animation enough of a kettle of fish yeah, yeah but what I mean is like have you seen the animation where it like tells you what is in each realm or oh I've seen shit like that yeah. up to 300 metres is like crazy stuff yeah no, and um, that's the ocean like sure but like yes. in a lake there could be yeah. equally as mountains so who knows what's in the depths Fuck of this lake, and uh, <laughs> and like people were swimming this shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah scary, yeah, yeah. it's scary. But I've um, never swam. Oh, I have swam in the lake. Yeah, like, I don't know how deep that is. Right, but nothing like Loch Ness. Well, maybe you don't. Did you measure it? Did you measure the lake? Well, like carp fishing there though. It's a fishing lake. Okay. Yeah. So, so you telling me the Loch Ness monster wasn't in <laughs> when you were caught? Oh no! What have you done? <laughs> Season two's ruined. <laughs> that's not true. That's, uh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whilst you're fixing that's your microphone, what Freddie Mercury does in uh, the. He well, rips up the podcast when he, mic. When he performs for Smile, he literally yeah. took out the mic stand, and that's why he always has half a mic with the microphone. Okay. Because he just took it out so he can move around right. more. So uh, that was a very Freddie Mercury moment. Yeah. 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 You just can't help yourself, can you? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Karen, so. As any sort of mystery, uh, mysterious creature uh, starts, there were sightings of a weird creature yeah. in the lake, right? Um, and you know there were thousands of sightings of this. Of this, thousands. Yeah. Was it like a busy lake then? Like, was it, it like a ho- holiday destination in terms of Scotland? No, but it's obviously that people live around there and stuff. So. Yeah. Over the years, that like thousands of sightings have built up uh, of mm-hmm. of Nessie, and then as as people look back in time, they uh, there was a ancient society that lived yeah. in Scotland called the Picts. Picts, and there were carvings in the wall of different animals, and there was one animal that people couldn't identify, yeah. and it sort of matches up with how people describe the Loch Ness monster. So, how do people describe the Loch Ness monster? Uh, well, as like a serpent, like a because I remember like a, a picture, like it was literally just like a neck, and like a um, you know, in like Jurassic this is World, it's the picture, part. isn't it? Is it like a? Is it? Oh, it's like a brownish picture of like a lake, and it's how I remember it in my head. But it's just like I can show you the picture. I've got. Wait, I, I'm that, coming onto it because yeah. yeah, sorry. That I'm is right. that's that's what really. That's when. The 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 yeah that's yeah. that's when the hysteria started. But yeah. there was a bit of hysteria anyway uh-huh. around this monster. So back in the day, this was like maybe even the 1930s. Yeah. The Daily Mail. Oh wow, Daily Mail. Yeah. Already up to mischief. They they heard mind. about this this mysterious creature in the lake, so they sent uh-huh. uh, a, a like a animal hunter mm-hmm. uh, called what's his name Marmaduke. 
Weatherall. Mamaduke. Yes. Uh, they hired M- Mamaduke Weatherall to go and hunt down the Loch Ness monster. Uh-huh. So he goes up to uh, if if he can hear it. Uh, so he he goes out to the lake, yeah. and within days he's like, yeah, I'm I'm finding this. I'm, I'm getting close. Yeah. And then on on the shore of the lake, he finds these huge monster-like footsteps, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so he, he, t- he takes like a sample and he sends it back to the Natural History in London. Uh, and then, you know, the Daily Mail, like, footprints of the Loch Ness Monster found. Yeah. Big headline. Only for about a week later then to come back and be like, these are footprints of a hippo. A hippo? Yeah. What's, what's a hippo doing in the Loch Ness? In Scotland. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's because Marmaduke is a fraud. Oh. Yes. Oh, he, he got, like, this ashtray with a big hippo foot on it and put it around the lake to make oh, it look like these footsteps. Um, so, and then, and then Daily Mail humiliate Marmaduke oh, right. as so, a result of this. Okay. So it's not put on... The Daily Mail have hired this guy. It's like, oh, yeah. look at this idiot. Yeah. He's a fraud. Oh. Yeah. Um, Fuck. But people still, they didn't lose hope. The Loch Ness <laughs> monster still <laughs> exists. Uh, and then time goes on. And then the picture is yeah. published on the front page of the Daily Mail. Yeah. The Loch Ness monster. <laughs> and this picture, it came from uh, a very well-respected doctor. Okay. Right. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't have to show you the photo, do you? I think... Oh, I'd like to see it. It's, called, it's known as the surgeon's photo, right? Is it like a sepia? It uh, like a really oldish... That. Yeah, man, that... That's the photo. Yeah. And that's when... Shit, man. The Loch Ness Monster With is... is that, that's, like, iconic, you know? Yeah, 100%. I, uh... I'm sure everyone knows, but I will put it on the screen. And if you're listening, I'm sure you know. If not, just type in Loch Ness Monster, and I'm pretty sure it's the first picture that comes up yeah now 50 years on 50 well, yeah 1980 you know there's there there are a few researchers done on on the lake uh and little bits here and there are found yeah. uh but but the picture yeah is debunked it's a hoax Why? so remember our old friend marmaduke marmaduke he doesn't like the way the Daily Mail treated him. Yeah. And he wants revenge. <laughs> so, he builds a model, takes it to the lake, gets his stepson to take a photograph of it. And his stepson then convinces a doctor that this is the Loch Ness Monster. Right. Gives the picture to the doctor to sell to the Daily Mail. Yeah. And that's how that picture was born. Fuck. So it's all a myth. So that picture is fraudulent. 100%. Is. How do you know Illegitimate. That? Unless all these people are lying. Fuck. So it's all just a, a hoax. That picture. But there's still sightings and yeah, the but carvings. Yeah, like that's the only evidence well, we've seen. So there have been sonar tests done on the lake. And they have revealed these 15-foot What's creatures. So this is like a radar, I guess. So it will send out waves of okay. sound yeah. and then whatever reflects Bounce off it. Back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. And they've identified these like long 15 foot things oh, that are unidentifiable. Cool. And the most recent theory is... How recent? Like within the f- past few years. Really? That the Loch Ness Monster is probably a catfish. Oh, really? Like uh, not as in like a tinder catfish... Yeah. Like, uh, it's called a Wells catfish, Big and these things catfish. are huge. They grow up to like 15 feet. Fuck. And uh, let me get a picture up for oh, you. Man. <laughs> they I are grim. Hate fish, man. I hate fish. Um, where is it? Yeah. Look at that thing. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker's got a big mouth as well. Look at if, that little eye. If you eye. are listening, I recommend shit. you search this thing up. Wells it's called a Wells catfish. catfish. So that. Yeah, they're, they're pretty damn big. Did some guy catch that? By the looks of it, yeah. Fuck, man. Imagine you're like <laughs> out on your little boat in... Yeah, little speedboat. Then... Whoop, whoop, <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, um, 
That's crazy. So yeah, that's 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 a Loch Ness monster. Mad. So a Loch Ness monster is a catfish. That's that's Which the latest ironic, theory. Because a, a catfish yeah, yeah. is used to like pretend you're somebody else. Well, it's like when you're like not really what you say you are. So a Loch Ness monster is the ultimate. Maybe that's catfish. where the saying came from. Bro, no, I can't. Mind oh, blown. <laughs> Crazy. That's a good. That's a good segment. Yeah. Well, so, um, please tell me. You got staying on the theme of water. I don't have Bigfoot. Uh, sorry. No, that's fine. Staying on the theme of water. Uh, there's. In there's there's on 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 the Salish Sea shoreline. Where's Salish? It's uh, somewhere in Canada. Canada. Their fifteenth foot has washed up on. What? To shore. A foot. An actual foot? A foot with a sock on and a shoe for the 15th time has washed up onto the shore. 15 different feet. Over how much? This started in 2007. So like 12 years. And like now and then feet just wash up on shore. Still in the shoe. In Canada? Yeah. I've never heard of this shit. So I thought you would have. No, man. Uh, so yeah, this started in 2007. And yeah, the 15th foot was found this year. Oh, 2019? Yeah. Uh, Early this year. What the fuck? So. What? And all these shoes, all these feet tend to be wearing hiking boots, right? Ah, uh, now nah, piss off. This is horrible. <laughs> what the fuck? Now, is there a guy in Canada killing people, chopping off their foot and chucking it in the ocean? Why their foot, though? Where's the rest of their body? So they uh Oh man, that's fucked I don't know. up. No, because the thing is, right, I watch Dexter and yeah. what he does to his victims um is cut up their body so he kills them in like this big secure environment where he puts plastic sheeting up and stuff and then he cuts them up into little pieces mm-hmm. of their limbs and stuff and he puts them in plastic bags and he puts them in the in, in the sea. Or like a river that goes down to the sea. But what if this guy is doing the same sort of thing but he doesn't realise that the, the bits like maybe he throws out certain parts of the body and certain parts of the sea so they're like s- spread out of the sea mm-hmm. and maybe he doesn't realise that the f- part where he throws the feet goes to Canada and he's been killing people for like, all this time because surely they've got to match up all these feet to missing people well they have so people go missing and then years later was, literally they don't go missing their feet Oh, they can uh, washed up on shore and some feet they've been able to identify some they haven't Very nice man so <laughs> can't say much but is there anything sinister going on here? So the the local government, the local council yeah. and police force and say there isn't anything sinister going on. Yeah. You shouldn't worry about a serial killer. They believe it's all suicides and accidents. Suicide. So it's a very residential area. Right. And they believe people are yeah, either committing suicide, jumping into the water... Or they're they're accidentally drowning, right. uh, because when the body is soaked in water for too long and isn't alive, your body your joints can easily come apart, and because the foot has a shoe around it to keep it afloat, it can easily be okay. washed up ashore. So yeah, look after your feet. I was genuinely looking up, looking <laughs> at my feet, like all the way through that, like. Yeah. Imagine this little baby photo. So, what do you what do you think? Is it just people suicide and that, no, or is there why, something more sinister going on? Why, why is anyone going to commit suicide in a lake like that many as well? The ocean, like the ocean, cliff, shit, boy. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, but like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not sure. Like, it depends when you match up the um, the victims. But that is when it's and again because Dexter, you have more. I have more like detective mind about crimes and stuff. So when you match that up with victims that can be identified, you have to look at the common denominators in that and be like, were they all hikers? Because if they were they all were hikers... They were hiking boots. Yeah, but that's, that's, that shit's not suicide. You don't wear hiking boots to commit suicide. Yeah, but maybe they're just going, they're just going on their daily hike and then like, what's the fucking point? No, and then no, they shit, throw themselves... No, 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 that shit doesn't happen, man. Not 15 times. Like, uh, maybe I'm wrong, I'm not sure, but I think there's something a lot more sinister going on. That's interesting. Like the feet serial killer of Canada. The hiking murders of 2007 to 2019. 
What should we call him? Foot fetish boy. <laughs> Foot fetish boy is the serial killer of Canada. The most uh, haunting serial killer of all time. I'm not I'm, I'm surprised that hasn't been looked into more or talked about more because I've never heard of that. Do you know, I think I had heard of it before on the Yog Pod. Ah, uh, really? Yeah. So, I've got my... I'm holding it this time because I've got a lot of shit, all right? That's one fucking mystery. Yeah, oh, so, uh, moving on to the final mystery of okay. the episode. Yeah. It's big. Big, big, big. Malaysia Airline Flight 370. Oh. This is a... A very... Touchy. Well, yes. But it's... Fucking One of the biggest mysteries of all world. time. Yeah. And apart from the pyramids. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um Malaysian Airline flight three seven zero. What what t- tell me tell what me well not what do you know, but do you remember it happening oh, and like Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know when it happened, but like I remember it being this big thing and um it happened in secondary school, I'm pretty sure. And um it was just like I, I was so scared of planes afterwards I was so yeah. scared this was going to happen I vowed I'll never fly I, I went airlines. on holiday that summer oh, fuck that, and whilst I was away on holiday yeah. because the same year the, another Malaysian Airlines flight got shot down over Ukraine <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> uh, when Russia shot of, the plane down uh, not, uh, I'm not going to lie no but so the same year Russia shoot down a commercial flight with like 227 people on it. What the fuck, man? And uh, everyone died. No, because because hey, my new fucking gun. Man. Let's, let's, let's fucking not. Let's not. Okay. Um, okay. Let's not be let's offensive not be on the first episode of season two. Um, no, because they were like in war with Ukraine, kind of thing, I believe. Okay. Right. But yeah, I was on holiday when that news story broke. Oh, we were like flying back the back. next day, and we're like, we don't, we don't go across Ukraine, do we? No. Fuck that. Anyway, that was then. That's the same year. That's crazy. I think everyone has heard of Malaysia flight that's gone missing. Yeah, it's. I remember there being something that's like, not recently, in terms of like days, but like, if in the last few years, like something else has been found about it. Maybe I'm wrong, but like, I remember it coming back up again. Well, maybe. Like a second wind. Maybe I'll cover it. Maybe I'll cover it. So let's dive right in. So the flight took place on. Oh, that was a really, really sinister way to go segue into that. Let's dive right in. Oh, shit. Um, Let's change it up. Because um, <laughs> I was like, Wee! Oh, no. <laughs> you went to back. I was like, dive as in a pool. I was like, Ooh, no. Oh, uh, let's. Let's get right into it. Let's. Yeah, let's keep it Jump right in. No, because people might jump right in. You don't know that. Okay. So the flight was meant to take place on March 8th, 2014, from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing. Okay. So that's Malaysia to China. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's been nearly five years since then, and oh, really? no one five still years? has any clue where the plane is, what happened to it, why Why did it, what happened. All right. Now, the flight was meant to last about five and a half hours. And the plane had enough fuel for seven hours and forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. which is more than enough. Yeah, more than more enough. Than yeah. enough. Sure. Now, uh, the plane was eleven years old and had no previous incidents. Okay. So, you know, it all seems fine there. Eleven years. Though. Well, I, I don't know what the average lifespan of a plane is. I don't so, the two pilots had nearly twenty thousand hours of combined flight experience. Oh. So. That's a lot of hours. They knew what they were doing. Well, there was one. One had like eighteen thousand hours, and the other oh, had like two thousand hours. Still, that's a lot. Come on, come on. They're they're well experienced. Yeah. Uh, the flight had two hundred twenty-seven passengers, yeah. and I think fifteen crew members. Yeah, it's like uh, a standard flight. Like so a yeah, just a standard yeah. commercial flight. It's going yeah. from Malaysia to Beijing yeah. uh, to China. And you know, there's there's people from all different countries on it. Yeah. You know, it's just your standard flight. Mm. Now, the plane takes off at at twelve forty two a.m. So midnight. Yeah. Kind of almost midnight. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it takes off fine, no issues. And then 
at 21 past one it has its like final message it's that's the last time they heard from it so they say good night to like air control and shit like that um and then why good night like i thought air control like 24 7 um they they because the uh the takeoff was fine so i think just the malaysia or i don't know they say bye to whoever like yeah, okay, I get it, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and then minutes later, it vanished from the radars. Oh, bro, what? Uh, from, uh, so yeah. okay, it's about the, like, the summer plane as well, like, it can't just vanish. So, yeah, if, it, if, it, it, if it nosedives even, or like, if it, if it goes off track, like, surely mm. you can keep track. Like, yeah, so this thing, minutes later, it vanishes from the radars of the Malaysian side of things and the China side of things. However... It, the military radar could still track it. Oh, okay. So that means someone or the transponders broke on the plane or someone's manually turned it off. Oh, mad. Uh, and okay. the only way it would have broke if it was like stormy or cloudy, yeah. but it wasn't. So military still had, or still could have. So military radar could still track it, right? And it did. So okay. it then, so the transponder stops working or whatever. Yeah. And it turns right. And then it takes a sudden turn left, uh, so where it flies for right. a bit, and then like, so it takes a sudden turn left, and then it sort of flies back over Malaysia. So it's, it's go- like so it's, it's going towards China, then does this weird like turn right, and then it like yeah, it goes back on itself. Right the way left. Yeah, uh, and then so it sort of flies back over Malaysia, and then it goes somewhere over the Indian Ocean. So it keeps going left. Uh, and then that's where it's like last certain location was and then the military radar couldn't track it any further why? because it can't go that far oh, fuck. but it was still communicating with satellites right. so that could track it uh, but obviously it's not as accurate as the radar so from the satellite tracking it just took this bizarre turn left and then flew south for like five hours straight. Far. Just over the ocean, and then it like vanished. Where it, it's assumed it ran out of fuel and crashed into the water. So then, all the time it's flying south, a company called Inmasat, mm. they like uh, contact the plane, right? And they'll ring in the the cockpit. There's no answer. They rung the cockpit again. All the time it's flying over the water south mm. they ring it and the cockpit doesn't answer which is odd obviously and then obviously it got to the time where it was meant to have landed at the other airport and it hadn't so a search and rescue mission had been sent out and then they ring again and there's no connection at all mm. so it must have crashed by then that's yeah. the assumption anyway so, yeah, it estimated to have crashed between 19 past 8 and quarter past 9, which is... So, like, 8 uh, hours into the flight. So, really? it's, like, yeah, over 8 hours. Oh, uh, and it crashed, like, just southwest of Australia. Obviously, there was a lot of searching going on for this thing. There was, they had a lot of manpower behind mm. the search for the Malaysian airline flight. The more, the more you talk about it, the more I remember it being a big thing. Yeah. Like, a big search. And, uh... The governments covered of <clears throat> the governments of China, Malaysia, and Australia funded it all. They covered four point six million kilometers squared. Fucking hell! And found nothing. What the fuck? So they had like an estimated point of where it crashed. Yeah. And yeah, they just they found nothing. However. Yeah. A year later. Which was what year? Should have been twenty fifteen. Okay. A wing flapperon was found washed up on the coast of uh, the beach of Reunion, which is like a small, tiny little African island. Yeah. Now, the wing flapperon. <laughs> what's <laughs> that? The wing flapperon is like you know when you take off in a plane and you look out the window and these little things come up. Yeah. On the yeah. wing, the tiny little when it, section. When it comes up. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That it's that little thing. Yeah. And after some analysis was done on this, mm. uh, the the landing flaps had not been extended, and that suggests that it just crashed. It's nosedived into the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
there was a few more pieces found. And then in January 2017, the search was abandoned. Right. So two years after it happened. A few bits, but nothing substantial. That would lead it to Yeah. This wing flapper one had been confirmed to be a part of the plane, by the way. It wasn't just a random. Yeah. It was confirmed. Nothing could be traced back to where it could have crashed. Well, they had they had an estimated location and they narrowed it down um, because a, a company called Ocean Infinity, yeah. uh, who are an American company, they're like, uh, will they're like, privately search for it. Yeah. But they and they narrowed the crash area down to a thirty-three thousand kilometer square right. area, yeah. and they still found absolutely nothing. Fuck, oh, man. I'm just thinking like. Because we were talking about how deep the, the Loblis Lake was. Yeah. The sea is fucking deep. Yeah, like man. Mount Everest, if you just tip that into the sea, wouldn't even scratch the surface. Yeah. Which is fucking insane. Like, like the Titanic will never eight, will never be able to be taken back up because of how deep it is. And that isn't even at the seabed. Yeah. That's just like at a certain bit like here. Yeah. And then it's got all of this left. It's like, crazy, It's man. mad. So maybe that flight just hit a certain bit where it went right down yeah. where they can't search because in the search parties that they like talk about how far down they went into the sea because there's I, only a certain yeah. amount of pressure you can go yeah, down there's to. only so far you can go yeah. there so I, I don't know I don't know how deep they went shit man so what happened Dan tell me you have the answers um, I would suggest personally um, that somebody hijacked the plane and was just yeah. a suicide bomber that was like I don't know, maybe the bomb didn't work, or maybe they just wanted to talk to people and just, like, hold everyone hostage and just know that happened. Maybe those people are still alive. Well, hijacking is a popular theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the first time it was thought of, two of the passengers on the plane had fake passports. Mm. Uh, okay. They were two Iranian fellows. Yep. And they had one-way tickets. Yeah. And they entered Malaysia a week before the flight. So they went to... They had a one-way ticket from Malaysia to Beijing, yeah. which was the flight of Malaysia. Yeah. So they only came into China, Malaysia to fly this plane. Supposedly, which yeah. Which sounds like it, because if they came in a week before. Yeah, but it. Yeah, after looking into it, it looked like they were just wanting to migrate, and they were circumcealers, and they were trying okay. to migrate to yeah. uh, Germany, I think it was. Sure. Um. So then... Uh, people started looking into the pilot. Was it a mass murder, suicide? Um, With all that but experience. Nearly 200 interviews were conducted around it and they found nothing yeah. sinister from those interviews. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact that the plane was nosedived into the water is weird. If you were trying to survive, you wouldn't yeah. just... Yeah, well, you'd be able to survive that. Especially over water. If you, yeah, you could have... be able to just, like, crash land and... and there's yeah, people would die. Don't get me wrong, it wouldn't yeah. be safe. But you're... you're you wouldn't nosedive, would you? You're trained to land on water. Yeah. Um, um, so, a nosedive, which is... I don't think the pilot would have done that. Like I said, I think it would, might have been hijacked and just, like, nosedived. Because we say about running out of fuel. Yeah. And there's also, like, the transponder was turned off. Right. And... Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. And... It, so and if it wasn't the pilot then someone in the cockpit would have could have potentially altered the autopilot and that's why it just flew straight for five hours yeah, into the middle of nowhere yeah because that was weird yeah yeah so we'll never know really will we and so um, don't you think it's that. crazy that there could there could be someone on the earth that knows what happened to that plane but at the same time, there could be absolutely no one that knows. Not a single person on this planet knows what happens to that flame. I, my theory is there's a whole fucking organisation that knows exactly what happens oh, to that really? plane. Yes. Oh, really? Oh, really? Well, and it's just, just a distraction. Bitch, planes don't, don't just get hijacked in front of one guy. Like, let's be real. But... If me and you wanted to hijack a plane, a jumbo jet fucking plane, and we were expert masterminds, we wouldn't be able to do it. Not in this day and age, bro. Not in this day and age. We would need to have an organisation. We need to know exactly where the plane's going to land. At least, even if it was just two people, this shit would have had to be planned out for years and years and years and years. Because what's to say that 
when you fly that plane back round and go for like five hours straight, yeah. you're gonna. Like, how do they know about like the the technology that can be tracked to a plane? Like these people had to be fucking masterminds, and that that yeah. doesn't happen independently, so, man. That's like an ISIS terrorist detection. Was it the pilot then? Nah, man. Like, I don't. I don't think so. So what, I think what do you it think would have happened? been probably somebody who used to work for um, like the army in a, in a foreign country um, that turned into a terrorist organization like ISIS um, that then hijacked a plane um, and then they didn't want to come out as ISIS because then they would get trapped to the Malaysia Airlines flight because it was such a big thing. Mm. Now, I'm just talking there. But at the same time, this couldn't happen independently. This was an organization. Or was it? Aliens. It could be, like the Bermuda Triangle. I'm surprised that's not on your list because that shit is I crazy. thought about it, but wasn't it just... I thought that got sold. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe it has. I'm not sure. I, I thought it got sold um, because there's just a really strong magnetic mm. uh, energy around it, so it fucked yeah, up the I, compasses. I heard about that, but why do people go missing in the... It drags you in, like gravity, or...? No, because uh, it fucks up the compasses and then people run out of fuel. Oh, and... so they... Okay. Sure. I think. But that's a different topic. Or was it... Did, did a black hole just suck them in? This shit's making me like go... <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. Fuck, man. I, no, it's really sad because, like... Yeah. Imagine being on the plane and, like... Imagine being the families of those people as well. Well, the thing is, like, there's families and stuff like, yeah, okay, but, like... It's something else when, like, you're on a plane, and say, for example, this plane was hijacked before the before the five hour turnaround. Yeah. Imagine being on a plane. You're fully preparing, like you've prepared this. Because when I go out to a plane, like, I have a vision of where I want to get there, where I want to mm. get there, what I do when I get there, like all this vision of my trip. Yeah. So imagine all these people like looking out, looking forward to this trip. Like they go there, like get on the plane, and like they're so excited. And there's somebody hijacking that plane, and like you can't do anything, you can't go anywhere, you can't call anyone because yeah, it's the perfect place for a terrorist. You cannot talk to anyone, bro. It's like you're trapped it's just as inevitable. Even that if you got out, the plane would fucked. die. Yeah. Because of the wind, because of the cold air, because of the drop to the ground, to the water. You know, if you're lucky, water. Yeah. Because it can still kill you like concrete, but it's better than learning on that. It, it, Bro, scary my, shit, man. My biggest fear is being dropped in the middle of the ocean, treading water. Right. My second biggest fear is like being in a plane crash or like a plane hijack, which I'm probably going to dream about tonight. So thanks for this. You're very welcome. <laughs> well, oh, it's, it's horrible, man. Was there anything else you wanted to speak about in terms of mysteries? Did you have any of your own? Um. I mean, obviously, off the, the, off the, the top of your uh, noggin. Mentioning the Bermuda Triangle is it, always quite, it's always quite weird. Yeah. Um, obviously, talking of mysteries, the Shane Dawson conspiracy theories videos. Ooh, Chucky cheese. <laughs> you know, they've come out and said. Yeah, so they responded. Yeah, that's bollocks, mate. Like, your pizza don't come out like that. Yeah. I work. In, I worked in Domino's, and. Yeah, I just kept thinking yeah, of Domino's. Exactly. Obviously, yeah, of course, you worked in Domino's. Like when you cut a pizza. No matter how it's cooked, even if it's cut, it's and no matter how much, shit you are cutting, yeah, it's not matter, bad. The, the slices will line up. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's fun for you. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, go to Shane Dawson's channel. Um, if you haven't, yeah. you, you, I don't know what you do. And if you don't know who Shane Dawson, is. <laughs> if you watch yeah, and not Shane Dawson. <laughs> uh, no, but go and check it out. It's a great video. It really is. Fuck you and um, yeah. Hashtag fuck Chuck E. Cheese. Is that it for? Episode one, series two. I think so. This shit is being smooth as fuck. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's promising it's for the future of the yeah. makeshift pod. Yeah. It's awesome having something to focus on. Yeah. I think guests as well is something that we should really integrate within the podcast. Yeah. Well, that, that gets a different audience in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, but also, it's finding them. Is yeah, but like... People you know, that are willing. Maddie will promote this podcast. And there might be even like one person that listens to it now. We're getting back onto the old, the old concept here. What, what do you mean? Oh, just chatting shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You know, it's it's one hour or whatever in, so we, we can do that. Um, but also, I was going to say something. I can't remember what it was, but it doesn't matter. It's probably pointless anyway. Well, let's wrap this up. Thank you for watching yeah. the first episode of season two. 
There's another 25 of these coming your way. Yeah. And next week, what's the topic going to be? Anything. It could be anything when it gets to A. Yeah. So we don't even know yet. Sure. Um, but yeah, make sure to come back next week. Yeah. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Vertical Visuals Vertical. Visuals Vertical. Follow us on Instagram, Vertical Visuals with two L's in the vertical. Make sure to subscribe. Like the video if you enjoyed it. Make sure you follow Maddie's socials down in the comments below. As yes, well. thank you. Comments below. Oh, uh, that's not below. our show. <laughs> <laughs> Comment below. Yeah. Um, if you do want to follow her um, and track what she's doing, because she's on Snake Kings. Les Miserables. Yeah, but this has been good. Yeah. Well done, man. The first of many great podcasts. Exactly. Oh, wait, this isn't. This is isn't a new era. A good sound. A new era. Good sound, remember? Good, Good sound. Ooh. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.